How about your voice in your ears? My voice in my ears is fine, but your voice in my ears is Okay, too loud. so you just want me to turn my mic down. You're too loud. What if I turn you up? Because I'm actually Let me hear. Low. That's okay. Uh, mm, it's How's loud. that? You kind of you tend to whisper once it's we get going. You're loud. I sound great, as always. That silky, smooth voice, shall we? I always we? feel deaf after we record an episode. Like, I can't hear right for a half hour because my ears have to adjust to, like, normal volume. We're going to start a Kickstarter for Tasha Courtney, everybody, if you're listening. Can we get her... So actually, I'm the one who needs ear help. I still have a ringing in my ear. Babe, from the, you got to turn it down a little bit. What um, do you want turned down? The Be, la- use your it's words. It's too is it, loud in my ears. What's loud? Everything. Is, is that better? Yeah, that's a little bit. Thank you. I okay. appreciate that. Thank you. Well, then you. you need to tell me to turn your that's cans down. That's what I was doing. And you were too snappy and impatient to just listen. 44 seconds into the podcast, the beast Oy. comes out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. You just spilled on yourself. She just spilled on herself. The one episode we don't do video, we never do video. Did you like last episode? We did video. Who do we have on as a guest? Delaney Fisher, right? Was that last week? And um, this is uh, this is our Wednesday night, Thursday um, interview episode. I didn't... Uh, it's uh, November 8th. I didn't do a uh, Monday episode. I'm not... I'm taking November off from Monday episodes. Really? It's exhausting. And I don't know if people are listening. Are you listening out there to the solos? You know what I mean? Or is it like a, do you like a random every Yeah, few you months? don't get the feedback on each particular episode the same way you do on like an Instagram post. Like if people don't like something, you know which episodes they, you know, you don't know specific episodes that people like or dislike unless you write in and tell us. I'm wondering if people take me for granted. People want more of me. <laughs> That's Vic. Vic said that. She wanted more of you, which I'm happy about. Uh, Trust me. I'm happy. I can feel two feelings at once. By the way, this is Dave Neal, host, Tasha Courtney, co-host, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. I know you 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 want to... Demote me? Did you just accentuate? I'm I'm host and you're sub-host. Dave A, Tasha B. I pay. I pay for the bandwidth. When you pay, you get the business cards. That's how it works. Uh, anyway, I, uh, what the, what was I just saying? I don't know. You don't, you're already off the, off the rat. We just had, uh, we just had pizza. We ate pizza with our next to the microphones. So the microphones weren't turned on, but we could hear ourselves chewing. It was the most disgusting, like just, I like, wasn't really that bothered by it. I mean, it was gross when you turned it up all the way, but anyway, so here we are. So yeah, I'm okay when you, by the way, I'm okay with being all over the place uh, with conversations, but what I need to stop doing is saying like so much. You say like a lot. I say like so much. I need You're a like a valley jar. Girl? I'm a valley girl. I grew. Yeah, my name's Tiffany, and I like totally have a podcast. You should subscribe to. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to try my best not to say like too many times today, but you guys can call me out on it. I shouldn't have mentioned it because now you're going to be listening for it. But I'm okay with you getting a um, a compliment. On one side, but on the other side, I'm like, oh, does does no one like what I'm doing? And Why I know that's are an you taking my compliment as an insult to you? Two it has pockets. literally nothing to do with you. Two different pockets. One pocket, I'm happy for you. The other pocket, I'm like, well, what the fuck? You just don't like Why me. Why are you here? taking it so personal? I know. I think it's because I put effort into this. So when I put effort into things and don't get the result I want per se. I feel of, I get offended. 
an offense is something we should look into in the future because that's just our ego being scarred. But it's weird because only certain things offend me. If you, if, 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 you know, like I do, like, you know, I've done those, those, um, stand up shows where the audience is on Periscope and they like make fun of you. I just said like, where they make fun of you and that's okay with me. People that make fun of my physical, like I'm like my security is there physically. I, yeah, my nose is big. I got long ears. I get it. Whatever. I'm over it. I have love handles. I'm in my thirties. What do you want from me people? But if someone was saying, Oh yeah, your joke structure was weak, blah, blah, blah. I would be very offended by that because it's like a creative offense. So, so if, and when there are any sort of podcast critiques, which, by the way, for those listening, feel free to critique, but... But Dave's going to take it really personally. You're saying, you know, like uh, uh, last episode, we were on, um, we were streaming on the Facebook page, Sex Actually Facebook page, and it's all on YouTube now, but people could comment on the stream, and we didn't read the comments till afterwards. Something very strange happened, maybe half an hour into the podcast, where a bunch of strangers started commenting that they were there for the couch auction. I'm sure that's some sort of, like, troll code that we just don't know about because we're not that far into the internet. I don't know. There was like 10 different comments from people. It must be like a Reddit thing. What that if we're couch not auction to? is like a set, like I'm here for the sex, sexting. I Either way, know. it's be- because, uh, because, uh, our podcast is called sex. Actually. I just wonder if they were maybe like searching for a sex thing and they stumbled upon us and either way they were like oh this fucking douche blah 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 and that didn't really bother me because there weren't people i knew they weren't listeners they were just they just that one guy was like oh you're an asshole you're gonna have to take away your man card and it's like bro he also said like two out of ten wouldn't bang either talking about me and our guests yeah you guys are clearly uh unbangable as it were. But that's, I actually was talking about that with um, the girls today. We were talking about just like not taking it personally. My friend Taylor's got someone who is, um, is like got some sort of personal vendetta against her and is commenting on her Instagram photos and two friends of hers, Instagram photos spewing hate, She's but it's a troll. no, it's someone who actually knows her from real life, knows a lot of like personal details about her, but was like really harassing her and making multiple fake accounts to continue to comment on her post because she would just block her or uh, I don't know that it's a girl, wow, but the effort block, that- yeah. And it, you know, we were talking about, well, a, what kind of hate, does that person have in their heart that they want to spend time and energy harassing somebody? You know, it's just like, that's a lot of effort that's going into it. I, there's not a lot of people in the world. You know, it just surprises me. I don't I don't feel like I've encountered that. But B, it's like, they're only hurting themselves. And Wait. you've got to l- learn, like, not to take it personally. Like, that already is their own karma. I heard a they're quote. Such a, they're so miserable of a person. You want to hear They're a quote? really suffering every day. So it doesn't really matter what they write on your wall. I'm going to fuck this up. But it goes like this. The, the tallest nails get hammered down. Is that like a pedestal kind of thing? Well, not necessarily. I mean, I guess you could look at it that way. But it's more of like, well... You know, you're going to, if you have haters, it means you're doing something right. You're creating some yeah. sort of like, yeah. like if, if this podcast were, went super, which by the way, I was driving home last night. This is so weird. I was driving home and I was thinking, 
what if, cause I, you know, I meet a lot of, I, 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 uh, I had a, I had a brief interaction with Justin Bieber last week, right? Brief. Well, we said, Hey, what's up? What's up? I said, when a dude walks by, I go, yo, Hey, like whatever. What's up? I thought you just nodded it was like, last yeah. week. You told me that it was eye contact and, and the nod Grab and, and now it's, <laughs> It was one of those. Here, he, of I know he's Canadian and I'm from Rhode Island. We're so not from too said, far hey. away. So, hey, hey, man. But what's up, huh? No, that's uh, not what but happened. I was like, yo. And, um, and that was it. And that was the end of that. And he smiled at me and I was like, and I, and I, and I felt his aura for a brief moment. And I was like, you know what? I don't think Justin Bieber's a bad guy. I thought of all those times that he punched paparazzi and they were in his way and stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I actually forgive him for a lot of that. I think he means well. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I, I feel like getting rough with the paparazzi is like a totally forgivable fence offense because they're getting rough with you. They're up in your business. Oh, they're, they're not people. leaving you alone all the time interrupting your family vacation and snapping pictures of you when you're like asleep and just got off a 17 hour flight. That's not cool. There's a paparazzi in um, New York named Steve, I believe his name is. Do you know this guy I'm talking about? There are videos of him all over the internet. He knows his rights. He knows he can stand on city blocks. For those listening, Tasha and I have both worked in film in New York. I've done a ton of stand in work, which basically means like, it's not Adam Levine standing there. It's me. It's some idiot standing on the mark while they cruise, line up around you, blah, blah, blah. And I've, you know, Scorsese films, Ben Affleck, all these big films, you know, most people there are unrecognizable, but the paparazzi are there to get their shot. And these guys know that they're allowed to stand on that street corner with their zoom lens and take photos. And this one guy, he's an asshole about it. What happens normally and most sets is the assistant director will be like, look, get your shot. And then they'll let you get your shot. They'll take your photo, take the photo of Kate Hudson, get the shot and then get the fuck out of the way but this one guy like steve whatever his name is i could look it up he knows he what he wants to do and he's an asshole to them and because of that people treat him like shit people push him he sues so the cops he got a fight with the cops and he got arrested and he was like i'm gonna sue i'm gonna sue but it was like the cops were kind of right because it was starting to get physical anyway what was the point of all that? well the, the, that's the, just another example of like your attitude it like informs your reality so if you've got a nasty sour attitude where you're harassing people or whatever, you know, that's his existence is like a sour existence. It's not a happy existence. Yeah. I, I truly do um, empathize with, uh, I guess I don't empathize with celebrities cause I'm not one, but I feel for them. I sympathize because I do, I couldn't imagine being that famous and not being on the wall. Like I love, I don't know about you. I do know about you, but I love um, obscurity. I love sitting there. Yeah, like being able to be anonymous sometimes is like the greatest gift to just like go to the grocery with no makeup on or like sit in the park and do nothing. I was uh, in between class the other day. I had 15 minutes off and I went outside to just sit in front of the sun and some dude just wanted to talk. And I just didn't really, oh, and I couldn't be rude to him. So I just talked to him. But I was like, oh, could you imagine if those were strangers being like, hey, can I get a photo with you? All day long. Some dude uh, posted a video where he tried to get a photo. He tried to talk to the, he, w- he was waiting outside of the apartment of one of the Stranger Things cast members, a 15-year-old. And the guy was mad that the 15-year-old blew him off. And I'm like, can you imagine being 15 and some man wants to talk to you? And also, that's just like we were talking about earlier. It's taking it personally. Like, it's not personal. It's not personal. It's not about you. It's not about the guy standing outside. This is just some poor kid. You've intruded on his day. You've intruded on his space. He's obviously got his own stuff on his mind. Maybe he's worried about whatever audition he's going to or whatever. But it, it, 
that person standing on the sidewalk waiting for somebody else is taking it personally when they don't get what they want or in a, in a totally different situation. Like we've got to stop treating our interactions with everyone else. Like it's so personal Like a transaction. They don't know you anything. You don't know them anything. Well, okay. For example, I was telling this story earlier. Um, a few days ago, I was driving around town on my way to a job, a, you know, a part of town I'm not super familiar with. And it was one of those situations where I uh, got off the exit or like I was getting ready to get off the exit. And it's one of those where like the street name is the same, but like the first exit is like south. And then a quarter mile down is this north. exit of the same name going north. And I was following GPS and I was like, oh, this is my exit. And I got in the right lane. It's an exit only. I realized, oh, I'm in the south lane and I need to get over to continue on to the north lane and so i put my blinker flicked on off a chinese lady stop it i put my blinker on and th- there was like a small gap and the truck zooms up to like pr- not let me in that gap and he's he's honking and yelling at me and being obscene and i just was so like dude this isn't about you like i'm just a girl who's not familiar with this exit i'm in the wrong lane please let me over like i understand that some he people doesn't are see just a girl he sees a gray prius see i changed the color so people wouldn't know because i know you're gonna be like why'd you give away my blue prius again wrong color that's two out of the colors that you do not have and you'll never find me with the millions of prius pre i and you're Los looking Angeles. for tasha she's probably cutting you off and she's but the point was that this guy was so riled up and it's like like, dude, why are you taking this personally? It's a very like, primitive just, uh, way to express your feelings. Yeah, and you know, I'm get a gym class. But it's you. You almost feel sympathy for the person because it's their blood pressure through the roof. It's him who's almost gonna have a heart oh, attack. Oh yeah. When like, you get upset, it affects. I mean, it might affect others, but you're but really it doing damage to yourself. You. Like I got on with my day and was just like, wow, what a. Psycho. Well, how about that Bengals game where the guy he choke slammed the defender? And then he um, and then he punched him in the head. He punched him in the head with a helmet on. It's like, bro. And you, then he went back to choking because he thought yeah, better of it's it. Like, and and I give him credit. AJ Green. We're talking about AJ Green. AJ Green. He is a peaceful guy. So he did. Yeah, just, he's not you're like, allowed to just snap his. He ba- basically they were jarring back and forth, and um, he kind of hit the guy. And apparently the other guy, I don't remember his name from the other team. Like he has a reputation. All the commentators were talking about. It. Like he has a reputation for being a shit talker. He's a defender, That's and you're allowed. His, you're, you're, talking is an art that that's okay on the field but that's like what makes him famous it's so like he he's trolled. known for yeah. getting under people's skin it's not the first person who's and what happens is he pushed him at maybe like like he would like the so aj green turned his back to this guy play was over and the guy pushed aj green onto the ground now he wouldn't have knocked over a a, a cow with how hard he pushed him. He pushed, he pushed him at the, about the level that would knock over a potted plant, like 20 pounds of push. Yeah. But, but when you're not expecting exactly. It. So AJ green didn't see the push and he probably felt like it was a lot worse than it was comes back and chokes the guy out and starts punching him in his helmet. And it's like, trust me, AJ green, you're worth millions of dollars. Your hands do not need to be broken. They both got ejected. It was a big, but it's just a good example of how you don't have to be a bad person to erupt that way. But boy, are you only doing yourself a disservice to feel those 
those feelings because you, I mean, yeah, you could have a heart attack and die, but at the very least you could just, you could have friends and family that don't want to be around your you. Your adrenaline's up and you're a little wacky for the next 15 so we were, minutes. So, so to rewind about the paparazzi and Justin Bieber, my new friend is, um, the point was that I was driving home last night. It's loosely connected, but I was thinking, I was thinking of all the Kardashians and I was like, what if, and how much hate and how many, they have a ton of trolls on the internet. Yeah, it, but, it's like, but you know what? Is the, what's beautiful is about it. It's they don't even read that. They don't even read that shit. Do you think they look at the comments? Do you think they're reading someone's hateful remark? No, they've got. They either don't look because they don't care, or they have assistants that they're go through rich. and delete the point. Nasty was things. was that I was thinking with all my random people that I meet out there. I was like, what if I met one of them? And I was like, hey, you want to make my day? Shout out my podcast. And what if Kylie Jenner, or Kendall, whichever one, whatever, was like, hey, guys, check out this. And the next thing you know, a million downloads. Because you know what that means? Quit all your side jobs. Focus all your energy on this. Get a nicer microphone. Replace your co-host. I'm kidding. Uh, and you know, like, it, but, uh, but they're just You know, fantasy. they don't do shit so anyway, for free. If anyone has a l- large social media following or knows one of the Jenners. But I was just saying, wouldn't it be nice if you're in that position to be like, oh, like uh, like uh, Katie, our friend Katie listens to the podcast. And then Katie met Anna Ferris, And she was like, oh, I told her. I told her she should listen to sex, actually. <laughs> and I believe that. I believe that. They met in an airport. She, uh, Anna Ferris has an awesome podcast. So they're like, oh, check this out. And I'm like, yeah, there's no way she did. But I just think it, it's just we're all like one step away from like a shout out. And in today's world, a shout out from the right person. Like, who was it? Somebody I know um, has a, oh, a friend of mine, Kat, has a big following on Instagram. And I'm like, how'd you get that follow? I was just like randomly. I was like, how'd you get that following? And she's like, oh, one time Katy Perry retweeted me or something. So she has this huge following because of it. I'm like, oh, well, I'm actually doing things and I would like someone to retweet that. That would be nice. But look, we're out there with 80,000 different podcasts. I am appreciative of those who do listen and, um, and you guys are ride or die with us. But with all that said, 17 minutes to get to the point was I was tired of doing two a week. I only did it for a month. I tried it on and off the last couple of years right in. And if it's life changing to you and you want me to keep doing it, maybe I'll do some special ones. I don't know. I just feel like I need to refine the actual weekly episode and make it as best as it can be before I do too. You know what I mean? It's the holiday season. Doop, 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 dee doop. And doop, Tasha's playing. What channel is this? Christmas fireplace. She's playing Christmas fireplace. And by the way, that's a real good looking fire. You got the blue flames. You got the embers. And uh, which is it on a channel or is it on the Roku? It's on Hulu. So if anyone's feeling festive, you can check out the Christmas fireplace channel on Hulu or it's a movie, I guess it's like a 60 minute thing. But then the other day I was cleaning while it was on and it plays Christmas music the whole time. And it went into, you know how it just goes randomly to other similar shows. It went into like a different, it was like Christmas trains or something. And I so, looked at uh, it and like a train set. It's just like some, yeah. If anyone's <laughs> listening to this podcast seven weeks late, Merry Christmas to you and happy holidays for us non-believers. Uh, but this is November 8th. Uh, and I, for one, have made it known I am not in the holiday season. Listen, I'm a... I'm, I'm just... A, a, I was giving you an out for maybe why you want to take, like, one less episode a, a week because it's the holidays and, like, things oh yeah. are hectic. We and, should do a uh, boozy eggnog episode. That's ooh. what we should do. I like to put a little, a little uh, Crown Royale. Is that what you're doing? Or a little whiskey? 
bourbon, little bourbon eggnog. You know what I you, really like people, is the uh, yeah. Baileys. Baileys, mm-hmm. but that's like a cream, right? Yeah, but it's like an Irish coffee. That's like a good winter drink that I like. Anyone have any good winter beverages they want to share with us? Sex actually podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. I'd love. I would love. I'd love to try new shit like that. I think last year I made the eggnog from the eggs. Right? Did you try it with me? I have no. No, uh, okay. I hope not. I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna do that then. I learned how to make it a while back. You have to cook it on the the lowest simmer you can. You basically cook the eggs without turning them into scramble. So you just want to whisk the eggs. I don't know. And then, yeah, you add vanilla ice cream, extract, the whole thing. disgusting. It's pretty good. No, thank Um, you. Anyway, I'm a December 1st holiday guy, but I accept that you are into the holiday season. I like that um, you've pre-programmed all of your... um, Prius XM stations to Christmas music. <laughs> I did a Google search. It was like November 1st. And I was like, and they actually, they sent out an email blast that like had the stations on it a few days later. But I was like, November 1st on Google. What are the Sirius XM holiday stations? Because I need to, gotta know. It's for, those that, for those that are keeping track, a solid four years ago, our dating lives was forever changed by the song Dominic the Donkey, a story of which I will not repeat right now. So you'll have to go back to 17 past episodes to hear that story. But anyway, uh, something happened this week. Something big happened. Um, what happened? Uh, you, I feel like uh, you, 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 you helped me out. We were in some sort of tiff. There was a tiff that we were in, as we do, and you had some sort of weird realization that you had certain issues. Uh, we're not saying I don't have any issues. Yeah, we all know you've we're got not, issues. I, we know you're the issue bearer issue that you have. Bearer, <laughs> do, 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 do. Codependent <laughs> and slightly insecure. So right in review and before no I cry, I need a tissue. It's Dave and his emotional journey. No rhythm. Uh, or tone, no tone, um, both physical and musically, no tone, uh, moving on. Uh, why am I funniest when I'm making fun of myself? That's not <laughs> something I'm proud of. Uh, you, we got a tiff and then you texted me, the, uh, some things that you've realized that you are now, again, like I said, I have issues, whatever, but you know, you, you used words I'd never heard before. Do you want to like explain? I said, that that, well, okay. So I just, I've, I had heard it before and maybe understood it or like you thought that it might apply to me, but I stumbled upon something else about uh, being a highly sensitive person. HSP. HSP. And HSP. Yeah. You know me, you know, I just, I didn't do any research. I didn't read anything about it, but who told you you had HSP? Nobody told me. I just, you just knew you were highly sensitive. Well, I, somebody else was talking about it on Facebook. What's the benefit of, knowing of labeling it uh well i I thought i would buy a book that's really the long story (laughs) story i thought i would buy a book and read about it i mean here's the thing as soon as you can like put a name to like maybe what one of your problems is or one of your issues is that's when you start to be able to address it we have no if you're in denial about having an issue then you don't ever face your issue but denial denial that's a correct way but also sort of a negative word but how how are you supposed to know that no one else is as sensitive as you i mean we're not all grabbing the uh, the the pot and burning our hand it's an inside feeling so you and i could watch the same movie i could be you know i could watch some you know two girls one cup video while i'm eating you know like a like a 
pudding dessert. I really this is the <laughs> second time I've made this very disgusted face. Two girls, one cup, and how eggnog is Do you know what I mean? Like, like, I could be watching American Pie, right? When he fucks the pie while I'm eating apple pie. And I'd be like, is there more apple pie? Like, I, does that, is that a better visual? Is that, sure. It just it doesn't, doesn't make a ton, whole lot point of is, sense. Point is, is there certain things that don't bother me that um, bother you and vice versa. So how are you supposed to know that the other person isn't, quote unquote, triggered in the same way? And for relationships, we have... We have well, uh, I'm not thinking about anyone else in this situation. I'm just thinking about me. I know that m- me personally, I feel high strung a lot about things that are outside my control. And this is different from like taking something You're personally. You're higher strong than this the Rockefeller like- <laughs> Christmas tree. <laughs> da, 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 da. Higher strong, uh, 65 feet. Okay. But, you know, it's just like at some point, it, I, it's the same thing. Is this doing me more harm? You know, am I, am I, is there something else I could be doing? Are there management tools? Are there other ways where I can like, do you see me and go, why did, why do I get bothered and he doesn't? Or do you, do you see other people and go, no. how come this pisses me off more? No, I've never, I've just always known that this is part of who I am. And okay. like, you know, so just certain things. So some people are affected by whatever, and some people are affected by whatever. It was never something that really concerned me, but the more I learned about it, I was like, well, maybe there are actually tools that can make it less bothersome. And it took you 24 years of your life to get to that point, to get to that point, you 24 year old. No, I'm not dating a 24 year old. I think it's good for them to know that, that I'm not that creepy. She's 25. Yeah, it's, look, it's, you could figure that out at, you could be 55 and not know that and just be some psycho on your porch. Get off my lawn! You could, you know what I mean? So it's not wasted time. No, people spend their whole lives figuring themselves out. So you got this book called The Highly Sensitive Person, How to Thrive When the World Overwhelms You. And and, and my, my point, of this all is to put you under the microscope um, just because I think you're willing. And also because there's people listening that are in relationships where one person's more sensitive than the other, or if she has another book called like loving a highly sensitive person. If you're interested in yeah, reading, boy, I'm trying <laughs> a lot of chocolate. Tell you what, I don't love a highly, you got to get roses and a $5 hot and ready little Caesar. I just throw pizza at Tasha when she's not feeling well. I'm kidding. It's not that you're not feeling well. It's just a, it's a different range. We have a different barometer for what bothers us. And um, don't get me wrong. A lot of things bother me. It's just not loud noises or when, uh, or when the, the computer or when the TV uh, controller doesn't work right away. Like you, you'll throw the fucking controller at the dog. What are you talking about? I'm I've just, never once gotten close to throwing the remote but last night you were like, and I would never <laughs> throw it at <laughs> the dog. doesn't work. And I was like, no, all but right. It's like the sixth time. And I keep telling you to change <laughs> the batteries and you keep not changing the batteries. See if she goes right to accusal. It's your fault. I keep telling you. The batteries are fine, all right? You just had to blow on them like an old Nintendo game. Well, I don't think a brand new TV remote should have to be blown on. Shout out to Darren for getting us a brand new 50-inch TV. Which the funniest part, he got us this brand... My buddy uh, works for a TV TV company, huh? The pictures. And he got a brand new TV, so we got like a one... A less than a year old TV. But uh, we were going to his house to pick it up, and I had my phone in my lap in my car. And I got out of my car, and my phone fell onto the ground and shattered the screen. And you know why? Because you refused to get a to put on your dash and you're always holding your phone and I yell at you for holding your phone while driving so you dropped it in your lap 
Yeah, so it's your and then fault. You got out so of the car. it's your fault. No, it's because I dropped the phone in my lap. Amount is unsafe to drive with your phone in your hand. So listeners, sex don't actually, be fiddling with your phone. For the sex actually Christmas list, the Secret Santa here, you can get me a phone mount. Uh, the highly sensitive person uh, by Elaine Aron. She's a PhD. Uh, play a hating degree. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know me, HSP. What? You know me? We got an HSP. Who knows me? Okay, folks. The so live I audience. see you took the liberty of um, sticky noting a few I, pages. I, I, st- I sticky noted four or five pages because, again, I didn't read through it. But uh, I don't know. I think for people listening, yeah, like there's people out there. Maybe you're on a spe- We're all on spectrums, right? You're, I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be one to tell you what your spectrum is. But anyway... It was a it was a very restorative sign for our relationship to see that you w- wanted to work on yourself. And so far, I'm the first person to open the book. That's neither here nor there. Hey, folks, <laughs> um, a word to the sensitive. OK, a word. I'm not going to read the whole book. I'm just going to read a few random things. A word to the sensitive, but less so. I guess that's me because I'm also sensitive, but less so. First, if you have picked up this book because you're the partner spouse, parent, or friend of an HSP, then you're especially welcome here. Your relationship with your HSP will be greatly improved. I feel like it's a printer. Like, your HSP 2.0. Second, a telephone survey of 300 randomly selected individuals of all ages found that while 20% were extremely or quite sensitive, another 22% were moderately sensitive. Those of you who fall into this moderately sensitive category will also benefit from this book. So there's good things in here. Um, to do some talking so I can catch up on what I was going to actually Ooh, say. Uh, I, you put me on the spot. I can sing a Christmas carol. Oh, you want to? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you. You're, I, and actually, now I don't know if I want to tell you. Here's what you need. Um, she said, I found that HSPs benefit from a fourfold approach which the chapters in the book will follow. So basically, we're not going to go over all that. You're going to have to do the reading, but we're going to get the ball rolling for those listening. So when we address this in the future, they'll know. Self-knowledge. You have to understand what it means to be an HSP thoroughly and how it fits with your other traits and how your society's negative attitude has affected you. Then you need to know your sensitive body very well. No more ignoring your body because it seems too uncooperative or weak. Two, framing. Re, I'm sorry, reframing. You must actively reframe much of your past in the light of knowing you came into the world highly sensitive. So many of your quote-unquote failures were inevitable because neither you nor your parents and teachers, friends and colleagues understood you. Reframing how you experienced your past can lead to solid self-esteem. That sounds culty. That, like the way that that sentence is written is like, no, we know no one understood you. Uh, it's a cult, babe, and uh, it's the bitch cult. <laughs> You're in the HSP bitch cult. Um... Why does bitch have to be a highly sensitive person? They just are, okay? Maybe that's kind of what bitches are. I don't know. I'm going to say there's lots of variety of bitch, and it doesn't come from being highly sensitive. Babe, I mean, it's so cold in here. Could you turn up the... Hi- that's, a, that's an HSP. But that's not a bitch. But it, a bitch is someone who like actively seeks to hurt other people. Well, bitch, I've never bitch been is, that in my life. Bitch is it, the tone. Bitch is tone. Right? So someone would be like, babe, it's freezing in here. But a bitch would be like... Why are we using a gendered word to describe an asshole? Guys can be bitches, but that means the gay. Why are you going to... Okay. Reframing how you experience your past can lead to solid self-esteem. And self-esteem is especially important for HSPs. For it decreases our over-arousal in new and therefore highly stimulating situations. So in this case, arousal is not a good thing. Like, sure, there can be sexual arousal, but this is like... like, think of like heightened anxiety almost right yeah like your dander's up like a cat or dog (laughs) you never heard that dasha has one sip of wine and she's super kentucky you got your danders up dander 
Dander. Reframing is not automatic, however. That is why I include activities at the end of each chapter that often involve it. Oh, we're going to do activities. Number three out of four. Healing. If you have not yet done so, you must begin to heal the deeper wounds. You were very sensitive as a child. Family and school problems childhood illnesses and the like all affect you more than others furthermore you were difficult sorry you were different from <laughs> that's a Freudian slip you were different from other kids and almost surely suffered from that HSPs especially sensing the intense feelings that must arise may hold back from the inner work necessary to heal the wounds from the past caution and slowness are justified but you will cheat yourself if you delay and I was just thinking, like, I'm not that person. I'm not wound up about my past. I really don't think, I, I, I don't feel like I'm carrying a lot, like, a cross or, like, carrying any burden, of, like, from my childhood. I, think, I just think that, like, you know, I, I, I realize I, that I'm, like, sort of, like, Ehh. Look, I, I can't be too objective. I didn't grow up knowing you. But I think you've been, as, an, as the oldest sibling, have been held to a very high standard. Don't you think? Oh, 100%. Like, I mean, you're like a military. You're like, and, and it's not necessarily, a, some of it's good. It's rubbed off on me. I make the bed in the morning. I Jeez, never made I can't a bed. believe you never, I you never, went through your whole life never making babe, your bed. I had a single or mom. Or like picking up your socks. Listen, listen, single mom. Imagine this. Your parents are married, all that. Imagine yeah, but this. didn't you have a girlfriend before? No. Like, why am I training you like it's the no. first time? I'm picking up the slack mom, of like all the other women that no, gave up on you. No dad, no child support. My mom worked her ass off. She didn't worry about me brushing my teeth or making my bed. So I have a lot of cavities and I don't know where the pillows go. Okay. That's what I have. She's a loving woman, right? But like, yeah, at some point, she just couldn't do it all. So yeah, I appreciate that you've taught me how to make the bed, but uh, you got too many pillows on it. I don't know why I got all, you got too many pillows on your bed. H, uh, okay, healing. Uh, we did the healing, right? So you got to, you just, and this, and I've heard this so many other times, like, you know, I've done codependence work on uh, myself. You just have to like hug your inner child and say like, you're all right. I know it sounds stupid to say. But I feel like I've sort of already like, except, you know, like, sure, there were things that maybe could have been done differently, but like, I'm Listen, not f losing sleep over it. I hear you. I, well, you woke me up last night. <laughs> you, That's yeah. because I read a story about a serial killer like, right before uh, bed. I'm not losing sleep over it, yet you just woke up having the scariest dream of your life. As I was reading the story, I was like, I shouldn't read this. But like, I, you know, it was just like a quick little article and I just got, ah, I was already reading it. So and I'm trying to watch TV on my iPad. So you, you were like, babe, put your arm around me. So I no, had it was a really scary nightmare. And I like knew I wasn't going to be able to fall black. As you know how sometimes you wake up and fall black asleep, fall back. You, you like wake up, but like you're, I don't know. Or maybe I just do this, but like sometimes I need to like resolve my dreams. Like yeah. if I leave it like in a bad dream place and just wake up and trying to go back to sleep, like it's almost like as I'm falling back asleep, I'm sort of coaching myself back into the dream, but trying to reframe it. So like that was the same thing that was happening as like I, I just wasn't getting a good grasp on it, like being able to steer it into a direction that was more uplifting. And so I like needed a cuddle. Who steers their dreams? That's how much control you have as an HSP that you need to steer your dreams. You're like, oh, I'm fine. But I'm just in my dreams steering them out of this disaster. <laughs> what the fuck? Go easy on yourself, babe. And I know in, in here, hear me out. I know you're saying like, oh, I'm fine. All this. Trust me. I, I'm wounded. I, I was not raised with enough 
whatever I needed. My mom did the best she could. I'm aware of that. doesn't mean I know how to get out of it, but I'm aware of it. The more you say that you're like over it, the more people are going to be like, eh. And I don't mean to put you on blast. No, You've not. done so much but positive it was just, work. It was funny that that was like the last sentence. It was like, don't be in denial about doing your healing. And here I am over here like, I don't need that. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't. I, you, you literally were like, I don't lose sleep over it, which is a figure of sleep. <laughs> figure, figure of speech, but you actually lost sleep over last night. And for those who want to keep a mental image, I was, you made me spoon you and I was the big spoon, but I was also watching TV on my iPad. So I tried to put the iPad where your back goes and watch TV while yeah, I it wasn't you. a very good spoon. It was a pretty yeah. half-ass spoon, if I may say so myself. Yeah, but that's that's you. Like you, you want to solve your dream, but you try to pull me into it. Like, hey, Dave, you want to fight these Sometimes monsters? Sometimes you just need somebody to have your back. Number four, help with feeling okay when out in the world and learning when the when to be less out. You can, okay, that's kind of weird. What you need? You need help with feeling okay when out in the world and learning when to be less out. You can be, should be, and need to be involved in the world. It truly needs you, but you have to be skilled at avoiding overdoing or underdoing it. Uh, underdoing is a very good point because sometimes if you ain't working, you ain't leaving the house. You're in. Why should I? <laughs> do, 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 do. I got a fireplace and Christmas music. And I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, they really, you know, it's true that we have made the world like so much gentler on introverts and I guess HSPs because we literally don't have to leave our homes for anything. Amazon delivers everything you need. Well, but Elaine, Elaine Arone, PhD, play hate in degree. HSP, yeah, you know me. Uh, by the way, the rapping's coming back. It's been a while. Oh, please. I, the last thing I need. I haven't rapped the in like one beat that you know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> she called me out. She's right. She's right. I tried a second one. It was like a system error. Uh, uh, Elaine Aron, PhD, play hating degree. She wrote this. Tasha, for you. She wrote this for you. She said, you can be, should be, and need to be involved in the world. It truly needs you. The world needs you. And, I, and, and you're, not, you're not a hermit, but, you know, some weeks you work more than others. Some, when you're not working, sometimes you're just like, hey, I'm going. Okay, here's the difference between the two of us. I, I like to go to the gym by myself. I kind of like to hang out, look at people, do my workout, flex no, my quads, this no and that. Thanks. And you, you, you did 12 sit-ups yesterday, and you're giving yourself a congratulating <laughs> parade. <laughs> you did 12 sit-ups to the reindeer sound, to Rudolph soundtrack. Okay, but you have to be skilled at avoiding overdoing or underdoing it. This book, free of the confusing messages from a less sensitive culture, is about discovering that way. What are you looking at on your phone? My That's phone's so blowing up. So I just wanted to make sure down. it was nothing. Was I'm it nothing? Listening. Please continue. This is, here's the problem is that this is your own self-help book and I'm reading it to you. That's how fuck, <laughs> I'm going to make you reread this. I'm just fingering through some of it. I, I want, I'm going to bring back the term fingering. You know what I mean? Don't you think sex ruined the term fingering? Yeah. There's a lot of words that like, it, it's just no go anymore. Glory hole. No, that was never one, but fingering. That's know. like a, you know, like what would be a good use of the word fi- of the term fingering? What do you mean? Like, like I, like I'm finger. I, I, I'll, well, like I flipping through is yeah, what like I would have said. I fingered through this book. Would that be weird? That'd be weird to say to anyone under the age of 70. They'd be like, they just picture me scissor fucking you or not scissor fucking. What's the finger blasting my way to your heart or what? That's what you say. Okay. This is vulgar. Vulgarity. Your trait really does make you special. There are many fruits growing from the trait of sensitivity. Your mind works differently. 
Please remember that what follows is on the average. Nobody has all these traits, but compared to non-HSPs, most of us are. So again, those listening, don't tune out if you don't think you're sensitive because your partner, your mom, your sister, somebody might be sensitive. I think my sister's pretty sensitive too. And you know, it's, uh, you know, by the way, she hasn't tried the soap yet. We made, I got, I, I, we made soap two years ago. How many ago. packs of soap have we given her? I've given she my sister. And maybe I told she just her. like likes it no, for decorative purposes. She does. But I was like, I was like Chase. My sister's name's Chase. Everyone shout out Chase. She's got three boys under the age of five and a girl on the way. She's like seven. She's actually seven and a half months pregnant. Right. And I'm like, Chase. And then one of the boys has like um, eczema. I was like, look at the ingredients on their baby soap. Look at their ingredients. Even for the gentle baby soap. Read that out loud. Now, here are the ingredients in mind. Coconut oil, olive oil, uh, blah, 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 water. You know what I mean? Like peppermint. So I was like, really? Put it on their ass. Try it out. And I don't know if she did. But I was like, look, first of all, it's expensive to make, and it's really good for you. That's a side note but for Chase. But if you're listening, Chase, which she's not, uh, you try to wash <laughs> the boys' buttholes with a little of my uh, ta-da soap. That's ta-da soap. That's at Tada Soaps on Instagram. Hey, good job. I wasn't sure if you even remembered. Uh, anyway, here are the things, the on average that eight non HSPs. Okay. What compared to non HSP? Okay. Most of us are. So most sensitive people are better at spotting errors and avoiding making errors. Highly conscientious. I can't even say it right. Conscientious. Conscientious. <laughs> <laughs> say it again. Conscientious. Conscientious. I sound Asian when I read conscientious. Oh yeah. Able to concentrate deeply but we do best without distractions, especially good at tasks requiring vigilance, accuracy, speed, and the detection of minor differences, able to process material to deeper levels of what psychologists call semantic memory, often thinking about our own thinking, able to learn without being aware we have learned, deeply affected by other people's moods and emotions. Ooh, does that resonate with you? Literally everything you said so far, except for, I don't know, there was one sentence where it was like Greek to me and I didn't understand it, um, but uh, literally, no, yeah, semantics. I don't really even know what that means, but everything else is like, yeah, right on the nose. Most highly sensitive people have nervous systems that make us, I'm, I'm, I'm not us, I'm not one of them. I'm sensitive, but I'm not highly sensitive. I've chosen what to be sensitive about. I'm sensitive when my girlfriend uh, doesn't watch the stand-up bit that I show her and she walks into the other room. I watched like 20 minutes. 20 minutes. It was a five-minute set. And then I thought you were done, and I walked into the other room, and, and you I, followed me I in went there. into the other room to plug it in, and you go, are you following me with your laptop? <laughs> oh, God forbid. God forbid this HSP motherfucker. Our bodies are different too. Most of us have nervous systems that make us specialists in fine motor movements. How that? How's that Prius power? Good Prius at power. good at holding still. You hate when people get fidgety and move. This is this is one that's bullshit. Morning people. You were, and then it goes here. There are many exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at one of them. More affected by stimulants like caffeine, unless we're very used to them. Yeah, you're more affected to caffeine than I am. I take the energy drinks and shit. I, I'll still get the shakes, but I'm taking like massive amounts. More, quote unquote, right-brained, less linear, more creative in a synthesizing way. Would you, would you, are you creative in a synthesizing way? I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that could be that could fall into like the design work that you do with like yeah it's interesting i feel like my whole life people were telling me that i'm creative and at school you know i was drawing and i was all you know making and i was always working with my hands and people always told me i was creative but as an adult i don't feel like i am the same way as most quote unquote creatives that i know like i don't have that i still have like a sort of analytical side i feel like i have a lot of type a 
like personality traits as well as creative personality traits. And I'm not like totally one way or the other. More sensitive to things in the air. Yes, that means more hay fever and skin rashes. That's kind of weird. But do you get like allergies and shit like that? My whole life I've had allergies. I feel like they're Jesus better in the past Christ. few years. We're, we're curing cancer over here, but, Tasha. Yeah, I don't know. I have gotten itchy. Remember that, that skin oil made me really itchy? I do. I, I mean, I got uh, poison ivy, but that's because I peed in the woods when I was camping. <laughs> oh, man. I peed. We went camping and I went into, I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking pee in the woods. And I, I took 10 steps into the woods. I can't tell you how happy it makes me that I didn't get it. Oh and I know gosh. that's very selfish, but like I would not. Then manage. I had to go on stage like a week later. It took a long time to hit. I feel like I must have had, I must have like stepped on poison ivy and rubbed it in with my own Somebody foot. told me that um, like your ethnicity can affect how susceptible you are to like a poison ivy reaction. Like some people don't have reactions as bad as other people. Maybe you just have a really bad reaction. I used to be one of those guys like, oh, I'm allergic to this. I don't get st- beast stings. And then I got fucked up. And then I had to go on stage a week later and I had pus. I had pus That's disgusting. coming out of my leg. So we're to the point where like when you do stand up, you have to wear pants. It's just a tradition. You'll never see a comedian wear shorts. You just won't. If you do, he probably sucks. Or he's Gabriel Iglesias. Maybe he's the only one. I don't know if you know him. He wears Hawaiian shirts and shorts. But anyway, I had to wear jeans in the dead of summer on stage while pus leaked out of my legs. And that was the worst. That was like the purge. That was like the You're making every listener sick to their stomach right no, now. No, just the highly sensitive ones. Ugh. You understand? So it's, in, it's, it's interesting that we were able to even um, make it this long together with an undiagnosed um, difference that we have. Because if yeah, you're I highly... I like it's an illness. Well, what's the difference? I mean, it's a highly, it's a thing that's really It's just that I'm you. a sensitive person and I live my life in a sensitive way. It's not ever been like, you know, like getting in the way of things. It's not like I'm like, you know, unable to live my life in a normal manner Babe, because we have I'm a hard time though. We have a hard time completing tasks together. We've, we've acknowledged the issues on the surface, but this, no, don't eye roll me. Just eye rolled me. <laughs> you, who are you eye rolling to? It's you and Myself. I and I'm staring at you and you just flucked your eyes over in the corner it's interesting because we fixed surface issues how to build a campfire how to build a tent which basically is me letting you do it because i would piss you off we fought huge the time that we had to put a surfboard on the roof it's it's always it's got here's the thing that i've learned with with like being compassionate to all this stuff it always has to be a stupid issue because if it's a stupid issue why should you fight? And it really shows the actual issue, which is teamwork. I'm not saying I'm good at it or you're bad at it or vice versa. I'm just saying together, we have not calibrated how that works. I think the reason we're not good at being a team is because you are not good at listening to me. Okay, but for those listening, all of you, you just heard Tasha say, you don't listen to me. Well, I was saying it directly because I like to say things direct and to the point. So I don't care if you're trying to frame <laughs> it like I'm blaming you I or say? taking did zero I, accountability. I said, but you really do have an issue with like taking direction from me. I love taking direction, but then you go, uh, you're making me do emotional labor. And I'm like, which side of the TV do you no, want me to put the thing you on? are, you're no, you're trying to oversimplify right now and you're really not listening to what I'm saying. 45 minutes in. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, but wouldn't you agree that the issue isn't um, who can tie a better knot and more um, being able to 
to being like, a team means like processing what each other's ideas are and I process your suggestions and your ideas and I give feedback and I expect you to process my ideas and suggestions as well and give feedback. But like you have a hard time being collaborative. You like to just do things your way. Um, well, also, and I get as a woman, my way is better. Brings so the woman card <laughs> in. Right. So I'm just saying... You know, it's it's just it's annoying to not feel like my my ideas are being heard. You know, what's funny is I was in improv class and I was I did do a scene at the Groundlings today where I was in the center and there was two girls on either side of me and someone had to initiate the scene. And I, I remember walking into the scene going, fuck, if I initiate this, I don't want to be the dude who talks over everybody. I want to be the one I, I and I mean this it doesn't mean I'm good at it, but I want to be the one who gives gifts. And by gifts, I mean, I want to be the one who's, who like, who will give someone who, who will assist rather than dunk. If well, it makes and everyone that's part of, and you know, you asked me earlier if I think you're conscientious and I said no, but I do think that that right there is a first step in being conscientious and being conscientious of the fact that when women, you know, there's stats on it, but like when they speak 30% of the time men say overwhelmingly say that they're dominating the conversation, you know, like they say that women are dominating. Yeah. If a woman speaks like 20% of the time, like we're talking like a boardroom setting. Yeah. If women are speaking 20% of the time, men think that it's 50, 50. And if women are speaking 50% of the time, then men think they're dominating the conversation. Like they don't, they don't see it equally. Yeah. I, I, I support that. Uh, I I support what you're saying. I I, I believe that stat. That like women get talked over all the time. Guys do not realize how much they are actually dominating the conversation. And uh, so like that, what you're doing, being like, no, I'm going to let the girls take this one is that's a first step. That's being conscientious of knowing that like I'm, I know I probably have said more than these girls. I'm going to give them a chance. Well, I've made um, sketches back in the day um, where, where I'm, I'm aware that there's a whole genre like uh, the, the the Judd Apatow, the the forty uh, year old version, or that's about it, the knocked up movies where the girl really doesn't have much of an arc. So I'm aware yeah, of that. Yeah, uh, that's another thing. I forget the it, word of it, but it's like women. Uh, there's oh the Bechtel test. I think that's what it's called. The Bechtel test. Want to search it? No, I don't want to look at my phone. <laughs> but like. Uh, are these women like standalone interesting characters or are they talking only 20% of the time and are they only talking about men? Like, are they secondary characters? Are they like the details to a man's story? I think the hard part of that is, and, and that's, that's a good question, but, but it's like, if you look at Judd Apatow, he's just a, he's just a middle-aged Jewish guy. So he's writing from his point of view. So the issue I think needs to be that there are more women producing, directing and writing. And that's, and that's, and that's happening. But yeah. More female voices. That's exactly yeah. it. And with more honest female but, but, experiences and more complex, honest, interesting female characters, not just, you know, like this, the old tropes. But one of the problems with, saying men versus women is the same as Democrats versus Republican pro-choice pro-life is you're drawing a line in the sand. And what happens is men, I know you want to interrupt me right now. I would blatantly I, disagree. Well, I well, just think you didn't that even let me finish. Okay. <laughs> what happens is what I, what I'm seeing and you, and you've been witness to this is that I, I 
take offense when men are being judged as a whole because I know there's very good men. Now, I haven't been one. But, of, hold okay, on. Let me no, 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 no. Let me interrupt you here because I have Jeez. a really valid point. You be the not all men is the same as all lives matter. I, but that's my point. As you know, let me finish is I'm saying I'm not saying a men too or not all men. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it sucks that we're because again, I like I, I was getting into the judge. Like I've written sketches where the chick doesn't do anything but shake her tits. I've done that. Yeah, but don't you think that's like a sad old trope? Like, isn't that, if that was like a comic, you'd be like, oh, he's a hack. Sure. That's but a hack. You're expecting young, in, in this scenario, you're expecting young writers and actors and stand up comedians to be to thinking be that pro- deep, to be as progressive as society. And, but and I what think, I've but, learned, but if we raise the bar, if we raise the standard, like how that doesn't hurt anybody. I guess my question is this how like, do you we ra- shouldn't be honoring those people with success, and we shouldn't be honoring those people with box office movies if they don't even get like the basics of like women being complex standalone human beings or or if if, if they want to have a woman heavy uh cast like um uh, mom's night out or whatever uh coming this christmas to theaters near you uh is that what it's called mom's night out christmas night there's out, moms yeah bad moms to the christmas I'll, one. I'll, I'll, I'll go see it with you but that's obviously geared towards women and i'm i'm okay with that in 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 and there can be films geared but, towards men the, the case but, was is that, uh women led movies which have only really recently become a movement are raking in the dough at the box office like there is an audience you know women want to see other complex women's stories that's what I'm saying Rhonda Shimes they're clearly showing that women have great buying power before it's like the men take out their dames to the movies and then just but also there was times in the 50s and 60s there were there were times when women had very complex characters it's really more of like something that's happened last decade or two with this but I think that's the thing is like we need to hold society to a higher standard and so i hold you to a high standard i'm doing my part by like holding accountable the men in my circle and if all women were holding accountable the men in their circle and i'm not talking about pointing fingers and shouting and oh all you men do this i'm talking about just saying like hey how about not using the word bitch or like you know it's like it's 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 baby steps but i try to explain to you how it affects me and you've never thought of it that way just the same way that you've never thought about like being safe at night and catcalling because it's not part of your daily experience but because it is a part of my daily experience it's good for me to share this knowledge with you I can't expect you to know it just you know intuitively I can't expect you to know it from birth it is sort of our responsibility as women to talk about it. And for a long time, we haven't spoken about it because, you know, it's frowned upon. But it's like at a certain point, we need to be holding each other accountable and just saying, you know, this this isn't really working yeah. for us. We don't want to be the qu- 20% of the conversation at work. We don't want to be getting paid 70 cents on the dollar. Like, the, y- we need your help. We need you to be allies in this fight for I equality. I am an ally. My problem, which is funny because the other night, remember I, that show at, in, um, at the brewery, I called that girl a cunt. Remember? Yeah. And it's fu- I, I, dug my, I dug myself into a hole and I dug myself out of it. But um, I was like, oh, fuck. In my first two minutes on stage, I just called some chick a cunt right to her boyfriend's face. But I was like, um, you know, but hey, that's one of those cases where it's not, I didn't write a hey, call the girl a cunt. Like something happened and, uh, you know, you're swinging out a lot of things in the dark up there. And anyway, I got out of it. It was a good set. But my thing is this. Hold men to a high standard, uh, but let's be, 
it's how do, how can we just really? This is the same way, thing that I say about you all the time is that you don't like being taught. And you don't like being told. So like you agree that we should be like having these teachable moments, but you don't want to be on the receiving end of a teachable moment. If if anyone, you know, I'm lucky that people who know me, no one's ever really, really accused me of being super sexist or super whatever. Sure. I'll say stuff that's off color. I'll I'll side with the guys. I'll be a bro. But if you look at the amount of voices on this podcast alone, I mean, I've given women probably 70% of the mic. Do you know what I mean? Like, go, go look at the last 20 guests. I, I don't know what the math is, but chances are it's a ton of women. I want their voices to be heard. I think women are very funny, but I also think men are too. And I think it's a shame that a lot of guys, I was having this conversation with someone, you know, because there's a comedy festival where women get in for free and men have to pay. And it's like one of those like, yeah, I get it. I get that you're like getting back for society, but we're young comics. We're up and comers. We're broke. We're men who want to be good guys. And most of us want to be good guys. And I, well, that the women's comedy thing in particular, I tried to, we were having a conversation in the car and I reframed it to you saying that like, it's, it's sort of the same thing as like the boardroom talk to you. It feels like oppression. Well, it is clearly. In that case, but you're failing to recognize that that's been women's experience since the beginning of time. So women have to women get charged more to submit to stand up. Women never got in any stand up festivals because they were a minority and they were considered not funny. And they, you know, people just assumed that they only wanted to see white men stand up, and because that's the majority of the audience or whatever, they they were fighting this uphill battle from the beginning. So like now, for it to be in reverse, like it might feel like reparation to you but what it is is just you experiencing for the very first time what has been their right. reality well, I've, forever i've experienced it throughout my whole career so and again i'm not too it's i was laughing when you just said that because i didn't tell you this it's funny some guy some guy super white knight this dude chuck come chuck he um and i got nothing against him but he's he's such a feminist to the point where he's a white knight about it. And he's like, look, I, uh, I host a, I host a comedy show. And by the way, in LA, there are way more comedians than there are stage time. So comedians suck dick, both men and women suck dick proverbially early and, and, and physically, whatever, uh, uh, for stage time. And he was like, I want to book all of you, but just so you know, there's a two month wait. And if you're a straight white male, don't be upset if you don't get put on it for a while. <laughs> coming from a straight white male well maybe he's just trying to keep it like a very like uh what do they call it the equal um oh oh, oh, i'm having a a total blank but like very equality maybe he does one black one asian one girl one man like per show and and the waiting list for white males because there are so many of you is just and i get that but do you have to say that like that's just that's it's like you're gonna cut you're gonna cut down maybe he's tired of all his straight white male friends getting mad at him like i thought you said you were gonna get me up and it's been six months yeah but that's not something you post as like a braggart like oh like a fraud well that okay i thought this was a a real life conversation it was a status update yeah, yeah, that but, but changes it's, it. It's but still, still. It's the, anyway, not to make it all about me. We're just wrapping up here. Um, it's, it's just interesting because you remember that time I did a show, I did that show in, um, Cal state and the guy called me racist. The guy said I did a lot of racist humor in a, he wrote, this dude was in the audience. It was a small crowd of maybe 25 people. I got paid like so much money for the lack of people in that room. And it did my set. This is three years ago. So I wasn't even that, I wasn't really as strong at comedy, but I was doing a joke about dating a half black chick. And I, I listed all the stereotypes and this and that. And, um, and it got laughs and it was fine. It was fine. 
I still do the. I did the joke in a black room. I'm not going to call it an urban room. It's called a black room. That's what people call it. I did it in a black room where black comics go. And sometimes a white guy goes on stage and you got to be fucking large as shit. And it's like, it's like, I don't mean to make this sound weird. If what, what do you do if a bear comes up to you in the woods? You do, you, do you run away or do you go? Ah! No, you play dead with oh, bears. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you're supposed to get as big as possible. Uh, like a mountain lion. Yeah. Okay. okay so that's what you got to do in a black room. You got to be bravado. Like, like you, you do your act, but you got to be strong. And anyway, I did those jokes in a black room and every single black room I've done those jokes in murders. It's a funny joke. They're funny jokes. Real funny joke. I've done it. Well, I guess if you were walking up and you came upon a bear, you would want to get big. Um, and maybe be loud and maybe try and scare them away and maybe back away slowly. But if you're being attacked, you are supposed to I saw this dead. gif or gif of a raccoon who like randomly ran into a rock, but he didn't know it was a rock. So he stood up with his hands in the air <laughs> for like a minute trying to make himself look as big as possible. I was like, oh, you're about to fight a stone. <laughs> but anyway, the point, the point, the point of trying to wrap this all together because I know, I know, look, um, the point was, is like, I remember how offended I was that this, um, I think it was a Mexican kid was telling me I was racist because I was talking about a, a black girl I dated. And I know on the surface, he goes, yeah, that sounds kind of racist, but it's like, remember, this is stand-up comedy. This isn't library class. This is where you get to say racial, something can be racial and not racist. I wasn't well, punching I, down. I think it's, yeah, it's just sort of like a provocative subject. And maybe he's maybe he's a freshman on the the college paper. Dated a girl babe, who was half black, was half just white. Trying to I'm gonna date a girl who's half black, half white. Relationship left me a lot of questions in life. Like, can I go back? Ooh, Dave! Oh, you edgy! <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it, she had all the t- black. Hey, hey, hey! Let me don't wrap in, it up don't, for don't us. Don't interrupt my bit. Shh. Let me wrap it up for us. You took it personally and it wasn't about you my first review it's about out him you why are you taking it so personally well, first of all I'll say this you don't review stand-up shows you review like an album you know what i mean you don't review a stand-up show are you insane you're gonna go review uh i'm just saying like Michael- why are you worried about what some freshman journalist on the campus paper is say, you know I'm just saying obviously it's, obviously it was, it was a lesson like, I had to learn to like ignore it it's one of those things that like uh, it really doesn't matter it's not about you he's got his own cross to bear he wants to write a provocative piece and you're on the receiving end of it and who cares and it's good to make some noise sometimes and not and not be a fucking you know vanilla but anyway you should let me finish the bit don't take it personally now the whole audience is going how does the bit end nobody cares but remember this, I said, you got to go with me. And now you're, now you're negating. <laughs> no, you were interrupting me. Anyway, so um, that was just an example of, I understand, I, understand what, I understand what it feels to get butt hurt. I do, I get it. So just because I'm a straight white guy doesn't mean I don't understand. That must suck. Uh, sure, I haven't had a guy, uh, I mean, I have had a guy jack off looking at me. I'm doing a bit about it. It's happened. Happened at the gym, whatever. But I'm also of the same physical stature as the guy. I didn't fear like I was going to get raped. I totally and get it's it. happened once in your life versus once a Boy, year. It almost happened the other day. I was looking around the steam room. <laughs> I saw this guy's dick. It was huge. What? I pretended like I was stretching my neck, but I just wanted to get a better look at his dick. Yeah, I want to look at the guy's dick. Guys, look at dicks too. And if you're a guy listening, go, I don't look at guys' dicks. Everyone checks out each other's dicks. You're not <laughs> trying to get fucked to blow a guy. Maybe you are. 
but you check out dicks, you check out asses. I've checked out a few asses in my day and then looked up and it was a guy's shit happens. Jeans are tight. It just happens. It's just our, our eyes go to that. I walked by a girl's fake tits today and I looked at them like, like I, I got scared. I didn't know <laughs> her tits. I was on Melrose and there's more fake tits on Melrose than anywhere else in Los Angeles. Apparently that's where they go. A lot of tattoos and fake tits on Melrose. Anyway, get your breasts augmented for those people listening. I don't care. But don't think I'm not going to acknowledge when they're there. You're getting your tits done. I'm looking. Guarantee me that. Anyway, add something before we get out of here. Oh, we're at an hour and two. Do you feel like we conquered anything today? Do we take a step in? The- You're going to read this book, though, no, right? No, I don't feel like I learned anything. Well, of course, we didn't go over it, but you what you did learn is that you I you're, thought we were doing a test. I thought you were going to give me a Did you really want to do the test? I mean, well, right, is right. it going to be too personal cuz I don't want to be embarrassed? Okay, for those listening, we'll end on the test. It's not personal. It's just a yeah, it's just true or false. So, um Oh, that's not even the test. Um Where did it go? Oh, fucking I'm lost okay the test. with not doing the you're test. You're okay not doing the test? All right, you know what? Do the test on your own time. I took the test and I scored five out of twelve. I didn't um, fit into the. Um, I didn't. I didn't fit into uh, highly I sensitive. I, I don't. I don't even know what, what it are is. you like. Moderately sensitive I'm like, or lightly. Uh, sens- yeah, I would call you a sensitive person. Honestly, like I've all. I've always thought of you as sort of a sensitive person. Yeah, but what's different about it is, is that yours is related to your ego. Yes, mine is related to my ego and my wanting to like my place in society. I think HSPs, it's more environmental. That's just what I'm taking from it so far. Well, the thing that really struck me the most when I just like breezed through it and decided to buy the book was just like, uh, it's always felt like something that's under my skin or like in my bones. Like when I'm like, I can feel it like in my back and in my chest and like things are tight. It's like a physical response, right? To outside stimuli, yes. Um, But when I read like, highly sensitive people have like overactive nervous systems. I was like, it makes so much sense. It's why I can like feel my blood pumping. Like when there's like people walking on the roof, like see dead people. (laughs) I see dead people. Uh, what is that? ESP, uh, uh, HSP and ESP. Yeah. You know me (laughs) and get the fuck away from my car. Hey, um, uh, well, I'll just say this. Uh, I think it's a power. I think it's a, I think it's a power that you have. And for those listening, it's a, it's you, you know, it's an energy that you have to focus in the right direction. I mean, if you look at it like this, I think it's good to look at it like this. What, if I found out something would stress me out enough that would make me go bald, like, look, I take pride in my hair. If I think you're smiling, but I got good motherfucking hair. <laughs> I got this New Orleans. My hair is very good. What was that? Jeff Sessions. <laughs> no. Uh, no was, I do declare my hair is very good. Um, I have good hair. And, and if I was, if someone's like, oh, you need to meditate once a week or else you'll lose your hair. Well, guess what? Fucking Buddha Deepak Chopra is going to be sitting over there levitating Indian style. But we don't think of stuff like that. And it's important for you to think like, wow, I mean, Getting stressed out on a daily basis for things that are out of your control is going to shorten your lifespan. Absolutely. It's going to fucking wrinkle that forehead. You're just going to be like, ah, I look at you. Ever look at yourself when you're mad? Your muscles are just 
exercise. I make the same frown face that my mom does. And it makes me, I'm so self-conscious about it. When I can feel my face doing that frown face, you look like an old guy who's dentures. I'll smile even if I'm mad. I like, I need to not make the same frown face as my mom. Cause you'll get this, you'll get that jowly kind of frown. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you really do get those muscles stuck to you. Yeah. I've had to peel your eyebrow off the ceiling before you got like <laughs> too excited. Your eyebrow just hit the ceiling. My grandma said, so I feel like I've said this before, but my grandma said something when I was little that I never forgot that was like, well, and now I'm going to completely butcher it. So I guess I have forgotten it, but she said um, something along the lines of like having an ugly personality on the inside makes you ugly on the outside. Cruella de Vil. Cruella de Vil. But it's true. Like, you know, people who are happy on the inside have an aura that sort of precedes them. And they're, and they're beautiful people. You know, a happy person is a beautiful person. Well, like a beautiful this. soul shines through your skin. And an ugly soul does the same it precedes you if you have an ugly heart on the inside black hole it you you have an ugly personality and an ugly face you know it's it's like it's probably a fear it's the world's let you down and you know deservingly so but for those listening you know maybe you stumbled upon this maybe you're already in a good mood hug the people you love 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 is an energy that just shines so much stronger than any other energies i was um i posted this yesterday on my i was like look i post on facebook i'm like look i still believe the world is a much kinder place. Yes, there's 26 dead in Texas. Yes, there's some fucking horrible things happening. You can't go on the bike path in New York City. I mean, what the fuck is this becoming? But when you think about it, we're talking about, two, that's two people right there. That's two fucking people. Sure, you could get in the argument that, yeah, they can make pressure cooker bombs and do all this damage and be Boston Marathon bombers. But when you think about it, the world is filled with 7 billion good people. And then there's some wackos. And we need to remember that those wackos always existed. Even though it's true that like the media and the news and whatever, they it's because of like the 24-hour news cycle and because like the shock it's factor. It's all it is. You know, the fear factor, like that's what sells. That's what makes people tune in. All of these bad things, these like two bad apples or like, you know, obviously there's more than two bad apples, but these, these sort of evil people... Are, are all over our screens and they project them into the world as sort of larger than life and, and, and bigger as a, a, not that they're not a problem, but it, it makes it seem like everybody's bad in the world when you're right that like there are 7 billion good people in this world. And sure, there are a handful the of really people- nasty folks out there, but they are a small percentage. And if all of us good people are winning with our love, we are winning. We're winning. We're winning folks. The only person who's cashing checks out of this misery are the media companies and Facebook. They want you to fight. They make more ad revenue out of it. God forbid you post something nice and get three likes. So be it. You don't have to, you know what I mean? And, uh, and anyway, some people choose not to believe that and, uh, they can go on with their life, I guess. Uh, what am I going to do? I choose if, if anyone's close to my family, if my, if my younger brothers are got really pessimistic, I would want to talk to them and try to be like, Hey man, like w- there's a lot of good things happening in this world because we, that's, we need that. We don't belong here if we're all going to just think life is miserable. So go out there 
text your mom, tell her you love her. Just like we say every time, do those things right into sex. Actually, podcast. it's just a, like a one person difference, right? If you smile at one person today, you've just made that other person's day brighter. And if all of us as listeners just made one person's day brighter, that it's an exponential increase you in happiness who you smile and at. goodness you in the world. You don't need dudes jacking off into, you know, plants because you smiled at them. Be careful where you put that. Eyebrow, your stashi, yo, stashi over there, them hornball eyeballs. What's a hornball eyeball? You're asking for it, smiling at all these guys. I'm kidding. Be, be, uh, be good people. Uh, we're at an hour ten. We gotta go. Will you? Um, will you? Uh, will you make a bet? You want to make a bet? No, I don't want to make any. How about bets. we bet that you don't get through half this book by next week? Why on earth? How about this? I'm working every single day. Okay, There's okay, no okay. way I'm gonna okay, get through okay, that let's book. Okay, Okay, let's see. I see ten chapters. Okay, now see, tips for teachers. Okay, I'll be the teacher. Tips for healthcare workers. <laughs> I don't think I count as that. Um, there's 10 chapters. All right, how many chapters can you get through by next week? Why are you holding Just me say, accountable I'll ta- I'll take like you to, this? L- can you do three chapters? Why? Uh, can you do three chapters? I probably can, but do I want to commit to it? I'm no. just saying this. If you do three chapters, I'll take you to Little Dom's. Ooh, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> All right, deal? Okay, I'll read you three chapters. You have seven chapters. days to do three chapters. Uh, okay. Don't get all HSP on me. You can read these in your bed with the... You can make a bed tent. You can get a little flashlight underneath You'll there. You'll have to get me a clip-on book light. <laughs> I used to have one of those. And uh, let me tell you... What do I get, though? Do I get a, a blowjob if you don't read the three? What Because that's an easy-to-read three. Clearly. Doms and blowjobs are equal. Yeah, Dom's is an $80 dinner, so uh, <laughs> I could go to a blowjob at, you know, fresh and easy. And get real... what, what do I get? Uh, I don't know. We'll think no, you about got, it. No, 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 no. That's not how bets are made. Either I get something if you don't read the three chapters. I'm not risking the little Dom's. Well, I'm pretty sure that most bets is like, uh, bet you $5, and you said, bet you little Dom's, so I would assume that that means I have to buy a little Dom's. Uh, no. Either way, I'm getting spaghetti. No. no, 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 no. Little Dom's is for you. I'm doing little Dom's for you. I'm doing a date to little Dom's. We'll take a lift there. We'll eat. We'll drink. We'll do all that. For me, what do I get? What's your restaurant I want to go out and, and do, like bro out. I want to go on a pub crawl. I get, I wanna, you can, are free to do this? that any night no, you baby, want. No, you have to take me and pay. I don't want to go on a pub crawl. Okay, how about this? You take me to one bar of my choice for two drinks each. One bar of my choice for two drinks each. Are you going to be taking up all my time this weekend trying to prevent me from reading? All you have to do is read the three chapters and yeah, you win. Yeah, but I work all the time. I know. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it okay. done. I'm gonna you want to shake hands on it? Shake hands oh, all over the podcast. Really We're shaking just, hands. You're Look making this very formal. One hour, 11 minutes and 52 seconds. We just shook hands. Three chapters. Uh, those can keep track. The highly sensitive person, the HSP. Um, where can people find you other than our apartment? <laughs> At Tasha Courtney on Instagram. I posted two photos this week. You posted a beautiful photo today that I took. Did you tag me in it? I did not. Go to Tasha Courtney on Instagram and look at that photo that I took while we were in Loreto, Mexico. You know what? I took that photo too and... I know. I remember you didn't love it, but it showed it showed side boob. It showed inner side boob. So look, we're we're teasing it well. So get your dicks out, ladies. And, um, uh, it's not gender specific. Ladies can have dicks too. Get your dick out or don't, and go look at it, and then do um. How about a hashtag HSP? So go. That's what you have to do. Uh, hopefully, someone does it, so I don't have to reveal that nobody's listening. 
HSP is the hashtag. Or just leave me a nice comment. Or leave her a nice comment. Yeah. Like I said, leave with love. Uh, follow me on Instagram at dneals, D-N-E-A-L-Z. Hey, that's also my PayPal username, folks. Uh, hook me up. I'm kidding. Don't do that. I'd feel guilty. Christian did that. He gave me five bucks on Venmo. <laughs> like, I was like, I kind of asked for it, but I kind of feel guilty now. But thank you for that. Um, and um, uh, at sexactuallypod is the Instagram. And uh, yeah, go on there and spread some love. Uh, share us with your friends. We could really use it because honestly, um, I'm kind of uh, bored right now with the podcast and my life. Not my life in general, but I'm like, hey, I'm going to need this thing to uptick. I'm going to need some people to fucking share this or I ain't going to be doing it no more. I spent a lot of time on this, Tasha. Cord for cord, battery for battery, little doms for hand jobs. I'm just busy out here, HSPs. I'm busy. That's the episode. Love you guys. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Christmas Carol.